Parkview. Welcome to Playlist. Good to see you this weekend. Yeah, I want to say hello to all the campuses all around Chicagoland. Homer Glenn, hello to you. Uh, New Linux, hello to everybody out there around Orland Park, uh, everybody who's watching online. Uh, it's been a great series so far where we're taking some songs that we like, uh, some of us may not like, but some songs that are popular and <clears throat> strange sometimes, uh, and we're relating them to some teaching for our lives from God's word. And uh, again, it's been a great series. If you were around here last weekend, Pastor Tim gave such a great message. If you were not here, man, I want to encourage you to go back and catch that online. I've watched it several times. I called Pastor Tim this last week and said, man, that, that, was, that was just so good, so good for our lives. And so if you missed that, go catch it. The song last weekend was incredible. It went so perfectly with the time of teaching and just really brought it home. And today we're going to continue the series and, and we do have a song uh, that we're going to add to the teaching time today, but we're going to not do it right up front at the beginning. We're going to wait and bring the song in near the end of our time of study together today, if you can wait. And, and I'll give you a hint, it's a classic rock song. So if anybody's into classic rock uh, at all, <clears throat> that's where we're going around the end of our time of teaching uh, together today. And to dive into this time and uh, do some study this weekend, Parkview, I wanna ask my wife, Renee, who I brought with me to come join me. We're gonna do some team teaching. Can you welcome Renee up here? Uh, we don't always get to do this. In fact, the last time we were doing team teaching together around here at Parkview, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, was uh, I think last year, and we were talking about Leviticus in the Old Testament of the Bible in the tabernacle. And so uh, today we get to talk a little bit more about relationships and life and, and uh, that kind of thing. And so I think it's going to be a really good study. Uh, Renee and I met uh, in the big 80s, by the way, and uh, 85, 86, and we were 15 years old in ninth grade. And in ninth grade, I was really looking for two things uh, in a girlfriend. Uh, the first thing I was looking for was like huge feathered hair. You know what I'm talking about? In the big 80s, like the huge hair, you know, with all the hairspray, I mean, the bigger, the better. And then the second thing I was always looking for was braces. I loved braces. If you had big braces, I was like, wow, hello, amazing. And Renee, Renee had both of those going on in a big way. Here's an old picture from the 1980s. Here's Renee. I know she just loves that picture. Uh, and it's her, you know, with the huge hair and the braces. And we, we met each other at 15 years old at a church camp. And I remember looking across the bonfire one night and seeing her and thinking to myself, she has reached babehood so early. This is amazing. And uh, so we, you know, started dating uh, from there. And we kind of had a playlist, no doubt about it, in the 80s. We called it a mixtape, if you ever had mixtapes, if you remember those. And I thought maybe to just get us going in this playlist time and talking about uh, our lives and relationships, maybe we could share with you some of our mixtapes, some of our playlists from the 80s. And if you know these songs, feel free to sing along. Just ignore the other people in your rows. <laughs> And just enjoy these songs. The first one is one of our big favorite bands. It was on our mixtape. It's Chicago. Check this out. Right? You want to sway? You can sway. Yeah. Grab a hand. Yeah. Ready for the high note? Right? So, so fun, right? Yeah, Chicago, pretty cool. Another great band that we love. You can just kind of bob your head to the police, you know, these guys. Yeah, come on now. If 
RG, just a little head bob. Right? Just feels good. Right? It's kind of freaky. I'll be watching you everywhere you go. So I'm not sure that we really want to. That's a weird song. And uh, for this, this, uh, this, this next one is one of our definite favorites on our playlist in, in the 80s. For those of you who are a little younger, who weren't around in the 80s, this is not Rio. Speedwagon, it's Ario Speedwagon. Here we go, sing along Heard if you know it. Come on now. Who? Heard it from a friend who Heard it from another you've been messing around. <laughs> right? There we go. Also another weird song, right? I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend that you've been messing around. Maybe you need a new friend group, right? If, if this is your friends who are talking about friends and not ever telling you about it, you might need some new uh, friends. But we, we have been married now uh, for 28 years. Uh, so yeah, congratulations mainly to her putting up with me uh, for the last 28 years. Here's a, a picture of us back when we first getting married at 20 uh, years old. And, and the truth is, Parkview, here's, here's why we're team teaching this weekend and really trying to tackle <clears throat> this subject of relationships, because we have had some ups and downs in our life, in our marriage, just like many of you have. If you're in a relationship, there's ups and there's downs. And today, we just want to be completely upfront and honest about how you work through life together in relationships. And one of the big questions that Renee and I have really been asking each other it seems like almost every day, especially for the last couple of months, we want to keep this very recent this weekend. The big thing we've been asking each other is this, what is going on? What is going on in our world with relationships, right? Yeah, exactly. What is going on with the relationships and people we know, mm -hmm. right? It does seem like about every week we hear about a friend of ours who is having trouble in their marriage or is having relationship issues or some big blow up in their relationship. I mean, recently, someone who got married, good friends of ours, about the same time we got married, they're now dealing with the shock of an affair. And it's so heartbreaking. And when it hits that close to home, it's hard not to make it personal, right? To kind of question our relationship. Where are we at? And what can we do now to avoid drifting apart later? What can we instill in our kids to be sure they marry the right person? And what can we equip them with to make sure they know how to stay faithful forever? Yes, we talk to people, and, and this has just become, you know, we used to deal with this just every few months, but now it's like every week we have a different friend group or a different couple that we're close to, and we're like, what's going on in our lives? Here, here's just some of the things. These are actual sentences that I've had people share with me just in the last month as I've been sitting having coffee with them. This guy says to me, Todd, listen. It happened over time, not overnight. We just kind of started drifting apart. We've been together for 20 plus years, but we just, you know, it didn't happen at one time. It just, all of a sudden we woke up and we weren't close like we used to be. It's pretty, pretty frightening and sobering to us. Here's another conversation. I, I just can't live the next 25 years like the last 25 years where we're both moving in different directions. And maybe you've heard these things before as well, or you've thought these things uh, in, in your life even. I think these are what we are hearing more and more in our culture when it comes to relationships. Or what about this? Just, just uh, about a couple of weeks ago, sitting with a guy, he says, Todd, you know what? Here's the deal. We've realized that we both have different dreams and we've just drifted apart. 
And, and when Renee and I start talking about these, I come home and I share that with Renee. They have different dreams, babe, and, and they've, they've drifted apart. These are such sobering sentences to us. And we've been married now for 28 years, but, but we're still figuring this out. We're still learning how to do this. And so what I told Renee just a few weeks ago now, probably a month ago, is, you know what, here's what let's do, babe. Let's come up with our list of hopes and dreams. Because they had different hopes and dreams, and they kind of drifted apart. You come up with hopes and dreams that you brought into this relationship. I'll come up with the hopes and dreams that I brought into this relationship. Let's just make two huge lists, and then let's just sit down and talk about our different hopes and dreams. So we did that just a few uh, weeks ago. And what we've decided to do today is share some of our list with you. Okay? And again, we're going to be just completely uncensored with this. These are the hopes and dreams that each of us brought into our relationship. So, are you ready, babe? You want to yes. start us out? Yes, it's going to be fun. So, one of the things I was hoping and dreaming for is that you would always understand me. Like you would get me, right? I wouldn't have to necessarily tell you how I'm feeling or... Right, 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 right. Dream on. Okay. All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, we're going to be nice to each other. This is... We're teaching together. We're going to be kind. Here, here's what mine would be. Respect me. Yeah, of course, I want you to understand me. But I was like, yeah, it's not as big a deal to me. Just you can understand me. That's fine. But I need you to respect me. I, I need the respect in my life and just what I do. That would be a big one that I bring into this relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I do respect you, babe. Uh, but I also really hope that you would always know just the right thing to say to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And that you would say it at just the right time. That would be really helpful. Right, right. <laughs> And I honestly, it was so comical when we were going back and forth these because I'm not so much into that. What I'm more into is I want to stay close, but I don't really want to talk too much, (laughs) right? I mean, we just seriously, this is the honest truth. We debated which ones of these to even share. We have a huge list and this is what I brought in. I, I, I think a lot of guys about when it comes to relationships, whether you're dating, engaged or married, I think we feel about relationships the same way we feel about just a good car sometimes, that it should just work, right? You shouldn't have to work on it. Um, it maybe that's a terrible analogy, actually. Anyway, <clears throat> go yeah, ahead. I don't, I don't see how this one works, yeah. but okay. Um, because I dream about <laughs> that we would go on long walks together and have deep talks. And get to know each other in the heart, you know? Yeah. Get to really share feelings. Right, that's a great hope. Okay. <laughs> I want you to champion, I hope that you will champion my entrepreneurial endeavors. You know, and when we want to take risks or want to do things, and, you know, I just, my, my thought is from just kind of the way I grew up in my home, that you would just cheer that on and that would be your dream as well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What I hope and dream about is that things will get easier the longer we're married. I'm still sort of hoping for that, right? (laughs) They're going to get easier. They're going to get better the longer we're married. Right. (laughs) I know. I I would want you to understand and admire my work. This is a big big one that we talked about. You know, when we're at parties or things like that and somebody says, so what does your husband do or something like that? I don't want you to just say, well, I don't know. You know, he talks to people. Um, You know, I I want you to know, I want you to know what I do and be able to explain it to people and understand, understand my work. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. Well, I dream about adventure. 
with you. Like, this is something that attracted me to you in the first place because I'm sort of a non-risk taker and Todd is so adventurous. And so I just, it's so different that I, I dream about more adventure with you. And I don't think about as much adventure and exercise and all that kind of stuff. Here's what I bring in. Actually, I just want us to be fit and attractive forever. Um, I don't want to have to exercise. I don't want to have to do anything. No diets, no eating special food. The older we get, I just want us to just not have to worry about that stuff. That's, I know that's unrealistic, but that's what I bring. Hey, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> something I brought into our marriage, you know, 28 years ago is that I hoped we would have a marriage that never had any conflict. And I actually really still hope for this, right? Let's just have a year with no conflict. Right, that's right. And what I would say is <clears throat> every night home cooked meals. And again, I know this sounds silly, but this is literally what I wrote down uh, several weeks ago. We're talking through this because, again, this is kind of the way the environment I grew up in. And I just I figured that you would be wanting to do that. You would be able to do that and that we would just sit around and have these amazing home cooked meals. And so, as you can see, we both have all these different hopes and dreams. And of course, when you get continue on into the evening time, I have hopes and dreams for the evening. Right. And for things that might happen in evening times. Uh, and, and, and like it, it goes with like I figured a lot of evenings would end you know wearing something like this, uh, you know not me wearing it but you uh, right. Um, so, anyway, let's get blush. that off there. Uh, so we talked about that some together, and and so what I want us to see part of you is this that that we we all have these different hopes and dreams. Whether you're dating, whether you're getting engaged, or whether you're married, you bring hopes and dreams into that relationship. You just do. And then what we do for most of us is we end up trading. We trade out the hopes and dreams. Renee gives me her hopes and dreams. I give her my hopes and dreams, which sounds amazing, right? It sounds pretty cool. Uh, but what happens, most couples figure out, and we're actually just now figuring this out more and more, is that all these hopes and dreams that we give each other, very quickly, they begin to feel kind of weighty, and they begin to feel more like this, expectations upon each other. Right? Yeah, absolutely. When I give you my hopes and dreams, Todd starts to feel like he's, I'm expecting something of him, right? Like he now has a to-do list to start checking yeah. off and achieving all the things that I hope he will do and be for me. And I have to say that, especially as us talking this out recently, I feel the same way. Like it feels like a pressure. Um, like there's this expectation on me that I'm wondering, can I ever do enough to make you happy? <laughs> I'm not sure that I can live up to all those things that you're hoping and dreaming for. And I guess I thought that when we made this list, I thought that we'd both want the same things. <laughs> but the truth is that we each bring individual hopes and dreams into a relationship that come from the way we were raised, by our parents or in our families, by things that we saw in friends, or by things that we've seen or heard in movies or read in books, we bring that from our individual lives into our relationship. And we both have things that we'd want to recreate that we've seen that are awesome. And we both have things that we want to avoid because that's not awesome. Like I want to avoid conflict because it so stresses me out when I'm around couples who are constantly arguing. It just makes me cringe and I do not want to become those people. But I do want more adventure. I would love to recreate some of what, we, what I saw in Todd when we first met. I yeah. want more of that. Yeah, and for me, the things I bring in that you saw on that list, like the home-cooked meals deal, that's how I grew up. So I'm trying to recreate that. My mom was a home ec teacher. 
And so she took care of us and she, she loved to cook and she was always figuring out new recipes and things like that. And so I thought, you know, that's just, that'll be what we're like. And, and when it comes to the entrepreneurial things and the risk tolerance and that sort of thing, my dad started a Christian bookstore in our basement of our house. And so I, the only thing I can kind of remember is my mom in, in my thoughts kind of cheering that on and way to go, let's do it and let's be adventurous and let's take risks and, and things like that. And, and basically the bottom line that we have realized and I think many couples realize is that <clears throat> we have these hopes and dreams but oftentimes they're very, very different. They're very different. They're not bad. They're not right or wrong. They're just not the same a lot of times. So what Renee and I have been doing just for the last several weeks is we've been trying to create this shared list, this shared bucket, if you will. Yeah, we both have hopes and dreams, but so we don't drift apart just kind of over time, how do we make a bucket of things that are shared between us that we both say, yeah, these are the things we want to do. In the Bible in Philippians uh, chapter 2, it says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. It's a great verse, right, to look to other people's interests, but the, the big question is really how do you do that? I mean, it's an interesting thing, but, but how do we really look to other people's interests, and, and how do I look to Renee's interests, and how does she look uh, to my interests? I mean, when, when it comes to our shared list, do I put one thing in, and then she puts one thing in, or do I put three in, and she puts three in? Who gets to put more in? How do we figure all of this out, Right? Right. It may sound like making a shared list of hopes and dreams that we're talking about a compromise. Like, let's figure out, you put in, I'll put in long walks and, and deep talks, and you put in bedroom fun. Right? <laughs> right? I get what I want, he gets what he wants, and we're both happy. <laughs> but if we're looking at scripture and really trying to apply that to our relationship and, and how can we look out for the interests of others, then compromise just isn't going to work because compromise is sort of like setting up a contract that you're both going to sign and agree to all the details and then you're going to hold each other accountable so that the other person holds up their end of the bargain. But the problem with compromise is that it doesn't really build intimacy, it doesn't build trust between you because you're always sort of on guard expecting the other person to not hold up their end of the bargain. And if he doesn't hold up in his end of the bargain, I'm not holding up mine, right? I, I'm afraid to give because I might end up losing. And the, the truth is that love doesn't do very well in an environment of expectations and contracts. So when we decided to come up with some shared hopes and dreams, our goal is to build love, right? To make it grow, to build intimacy, to build trust between us. And today we're actually gonna share two of our shared hopes and dreams that we've agreed upon together. And it takes time, it takes some processing together to work these out and to decide what they are. And we're gonna be open with you about uh, how hard this is. <laughs> um, we actually are gonna share two with you today because that's all we've agreed upon so far. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, yeah, just two. This is where we're at. So our first one is this, we will be honest even when it sucks. We've both agreed, this is in our shared hopes and dreams, that we will always be honest in the good times, but also when it sucks. <laughs> and if we're going to be honest, I can tell you that Todd and I have been in sort of a funk lately. And if you don't know what being in a funk is, it's sort of like being in a fight. Only you're still getting along, um, but you're, there's this tension between you that just won't let go. 
It's sort of like an elongated disagreement, <laughs> um, an argument that just won't resolve, right? And every time you try to get in there and fix it or make it better, it just gets a little more funky. <laughs> and so I always feel like the best way to um, work out a funk is to talk it out, right? So Todd and I have been talking about what has brought on this funk, right? Is it your fault? Is it my fault? <laughs> We've decided we're sort of in a season of stress, right? Right now, our son is a senior in high school which sort of has me in all the feels, right? Lots of love still to give, lots of laughs to celebrate um, and cry over. Um, our daughter is 20 years old and she's getting pretty serious with her boyfriend and that has Todd in all the feels for sure. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. We have some, you know, we also have some financial stress that we're trying to tackle and then we have friends dealing with serious marriage issues, right? It's a stressful season. And in talking this out over and over, um, I kind of feel like that's the best way, right? Like a good massage where you sort of work out all the kinks and the stress and get to the heart of the issue. Um, we were having some of these talks, but it still felt like we're not really getting anywhere, right? We're just sort of continuing to hurt each other's feelings. I'm trying to connect, but I'm actually pushing you further away and it's so frustrating. And a couple of times Todd said to me, gosh, Renee, I feel like no matter what I say, it's not right. <laughs> or you look at me like it's not enough. And I was like, you know, no, babe, no, 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 that's not it at all. I mean, what kind of a jerk would that make me if I was expecting you to say the perfect thing all the time, <laughs> right? And so we continued to have these talks after a few weeks. And eventually, I did come back to Todd in tears saying, you know what? I think that is what I'm waiting for. I think I really am waiting on you to say the perfect words that are gonna make this whole funk dissolve. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna come out on the other side and it's all gonna be better. I mean, you work with words. This is what you do for a living. <laughs> Why can't you craft the perfect sentence, the solution to our problem? Right? And I'm, you know, I, like I said, I'm saying this through tears and at the end of it, I felt like, oh, this is so hard to admit that I'm expecting this of Todd. It's hard for me to admit now. But I was trying to get to the honesty, right? Trying to get to the heart of it. It did not feel like a good massage, this talk. <laughs> but you know what? It did make me feel a little bit better. Because what I had been doing was trying to just avoid hurting Todd's feelings and avoid owning my part in this funk. And when I was finally honest, it felt pretty good. There's a wise saying in the book of Proverbs, chapter 24, that says, an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. And you know what I was really hoping for after I was bearing my soul and being honest with Todd and so brave to share this, I was really hoping that he would say just the right thing. <laughs> but you know what he said was just as honest as what I had said. He said, babe, when you make me feel like nothing I can do or say is right, it doesn't make me feel much like pursuing you. Uh, that did not feel much like a kiss on the lips. <laughs> I wanted to suck back in all those honest feelings I'd been so brave to pour out. I wanted to kind of make that part go away. I wanted to avoid the conflict that was coming. But you know what? There it was, honesty. 
the very thing I think I'd actually been longing for. I thought I was hoping for Todd to say just the right thing, but what I was really hoping for was honesty between us. The truth hurt, but it wasn't meant to be hurtful. It wasn't said in a hurtful way. Todd and I are for each other and we're for our relationship. We wanna stay married forever. And we don't just wanna stick it out, we wanna enjoy it. There's another wise saying in Proverbs chapter 27 that says, you can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty, but your enemy's pretended flattery comes from insincerity. See, I had been being an enemy to our relationship by trying to avoid hurting everybody's feelings by trying to avoid the real truth. It wasn't easy, right, this conversation, but it got us to a good place. It wasn't a lot of fun then, but it's fun now because we've worked some things out and we've decided to put this in our shared hopes and dreams that we're gonna be honest even when it sucks. So that's the first shared one. And and what I want you again to realize is it's not hers or mine, it's ours. And we really hope that this will bring us closer together as we get more and more and more honest with each other uh, in coming months and years. And uh, so that's a good thing. Here's another shared one. And this one is just a little bit lighter than that. Another shared one that we have in our box is that we will cultivate creativity, not comparison. Everybody say creativity. Creativity, not comparison. Let me explain. Uh, back last year, uh, around here, December time, when I was teaching at Parkview, I, I brought Renee with me as well. And we ended up spending an extra day around here down in the city. We stayed Sunday night and Monday, got a hotel down in the city. And Chicago has always been a city that is so special to us. And a big part of the reason is because when I was a freshman in college, I came out here to Judson College, which is right around here to go uh, to school. Renee actually went to Ozark Christian College, the same place Pastor Tim went uh, for her freshman year. And so it's our freshman year of, of college and we're maybe just about a month or so into our freshman year. It's maybe October-ish or something like that. And Renee actually drove up here from Ozark Christian College to visit me at Judson College. And you know, we got her a place to stay in the dorm and that sort of thing. And, and then we went that weekend several times down into the city to just kind of tour around. And I, I can remember thinking, you know, we are, we are so cool, you know. We're like 18, 19 years old. We have this whole city in front of us. And, and we walk around in all these stores. And, and we end up going into this store called Bloomingdale's. And we'd only seen this on like movies and things like that, right? And I wanted to buy her something so bad. Uh, but I, as a college student, I had like $11 on me, you know. And I had probably a credit card or something like that, but I didn't have very much cash on me. So we're looking around there and and that sort of thing. And what we ended up doing in this uh, Bloomingdale's is we ended up buying each other these things called Bloomies. And Bloomies are PJs. We ended up buying each other these flannel PJs, pajamas, and, and it was very, all very innocent, and our thought was, you know, that she'll go back to her school, I'll be at my school, you know, we can wear these flannel warm pajamas, these PJs in the winter, and we'll be remembering each other and, and things like that. It was, it, that's the way we thought about it. Now, as I think back on that now, and I think about all of you who are maybe dating or getting engaged, I just want to give a word here. As Renee mentioned, our daughter is dating a guy very seriously right now, and, and I think if I found out... 
that he bought her PJs, he may be almost ready to die. He may be, he, he may be close for him, right? Um, so uh, for, for us, though, that, that's what we did, and, and we bought these, and we wore them around for probably the next 15, 17 years of our lives into our marriage and that sort of thing. So it's a special place to us. Now, back to just last year in December. When I knew that Renee was going to be coming out here, uh, I called around about a month before, got to the Bloomingdale's down there on Michigan Avenue, found out who's running the place, a girl named Christy. And I said, Christy, I told her our whole story and how we'd been here 27 years ago and we started things out and we bought these Bloomies, these PJs. It was amazing. Can you help me surprise Renee? Can you help me do something special for her? And she said, sure, no problem. And so we started setting up and dreaming and scheming this whole thing to be creative with Renee. And now she didn't know about any of this. And so it's freezing cold. You know, December down in the city, it's windy. We're going in and out of stores. We're trying to bundle up. We're getting frostbite all over the place. It feels like, and I'm, uh, while we're together on this special time, I'm constantly texting, which is making her crazy, right? She has no idea what's going on with this, but I'm texting Christy at Bloomingdale's because we're getting ready to come near her. So, so we get into Bloomingdale's and if you've ever been there around Christmas time, you know, they have the huge tree set up and things like that. It's just this big, amazing, majestic place. Here's a picture of us last year, you know, with just the tree and stuff behind us. It was so much fun. And so we're sitting there getting our picture taken and this uh lady comes up to us and she says Todd or or Pastor Todd and and I'm like yeah you know and I think Renee didn't think it was any big deal yeah I thought maybe it was somebody who recognized him from Parkview and you know no big deal I didn't know that the scheme was happening behind my back yeah yeah so so we see people that we know you know from church and stuff all the time and so she said hey you know and she said hey why don't you guys follow me and so we started just following her up into Bloomingdale's and she takes us all the way into the back where there's this huge dressing room and they have blocked out the whole dressing room just for us and they have a Renee dressing side and they have a Todd dressing side they have these two separate dressing rooms and inside these dressing rooms Christy and her staff had filled them with dozens and dozens and dozens of pairs of PJs. There were just PJs falling out of them onto the floor, hung on every rack, and they're just covered with PJs. It was unbelievable. And and then out in the middle of our area, they said, this dressing room is just for you. No one is going to come back here. No one is even going to check on you. This is your place tonight. This is your dressing room. And out in the center, they had this, these flowers for us with Bloomingdale's on them. They had these gift cards. They had some champagne. They had some chocolate and all that kind of stuff. And it was unbelievable. We spent like the next hour or hour and a half, you know, just trying on PJs, you know, and coming out and modeling them and, and stuff like that. It was, it was super, super, super um, Fun And it's cool to be able to share that story about the city in Chicago, a place that we all, you know, enjoy and love. But I, I also want to do this as I share that story with you about being creative. I also want to share this and just full disclosure, full disclosure, Parkview. This also that I've just described to you is probably the most creative thing I've done in 28 years. Okay. <laughs> It really is. And I want you to know that because what ends up happening so oftentimes with us is we begin to compare our creativity and our relationship to someone else's relationship. And it's not hard to do, right? All we have to do is reach into our pocket and and grab our cell phone and we just kind of start scrolling, right? And we see all these other couples, whether you're dating, whether you're engaged, whether you're married, you see all these other couples doing all these amazing things. and, And, you know, they look so adventurous and they look so in love and they're doing all this amazing stuff. And we start comparing ourselves to them. 
Last weekend in his message, Pastor Tim shared this incredible thing about these phones we carry around with us and what they do to us sometimes. Check this out. It was so powerful. He said, we live with the highest level of insecurity in human history because we carry a reminder of how unworthy or, or how unbeautiful we are around in, in our back pockets. Listen, listen. When, when we compare our relationship to your relationship, we're always gonna come up short. And it's the same for you. If you start to compare your relationship, whether you're dating, engaged, or married, to our relationship, you're gonna come up short. Because here's what we do. We compare our normal average days to someone else's highlight reel of what's going on in their life and their relationship on Instagram or on Facebook or something like that. And it's just not fair to each other comparing that kind of relationship and comparing that kind of creativity. Let me put it in just very real terms, just within the last 24, 48 hours. If you were to go to my Instagram or my Facebook right now, what you would see on that is a little short video of Renee and I getting into town just the other night on Friday night. Coming in, we're walking through the Midway Airport. We both have our luggage, we're pulling it. And I'm like, hey, here we come, Parview. And Renee puts her head in there and says, hey, here we come. And we look so adventurous, right? And we look so in love. And, and, and all of you are sitting there, you know, scrolling through it going, man, I wish we could get on a plane sometime. And I wish we could do an adventure. And I wish, you know, we had cool luggage and you know, whatever it is, you're just, we just compare, we compare, we compare. And that's what you would see. But what you wouldn't see is the four other nights this week where we've just been sitting on the couch watching some dumb Netflix show again, <laughs> feeling sad because our kids aren't home anymore. You wouldn't see that. But what we do to each other is we start taking all of these relationships we see and we take all of them that we see online and we, can, we put all of them together. We make like this big montage of this big, fat, unrealistic relationship and then we compare our single relationship to that one big combined relationship. And when we do that, we're always gonna come up short. And so here's what I wanna say, part few, here's what I wanna say. Quit comparing. Quit comparing your creativity with someone else's creativity and where you are in your relationship with someone else. Just get creative within what you do and who you are. Little things, big things, it doesn't matter. Just begin to enjoy the person you're with. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is in Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Verse 9, the very first part of that verse says, enjoy life with your wife. Pretty easy, right? Just in, enjoy life with your wife. If we're going to do that all around all of our campuses, all around Chicagoland, if we're going to enjoy life with our husband or wife or the person we're dating or the person we're engaged to, our fiance, I'll tell you a big thing that we're learning of how this happens. It's that we would not just have hopes and dreams that you have your hopes and dreams, I have my hopes and dreams. But the idea is that we would have a shared bucket of hopes and dreams. You see, again, we're all gonna bring hopes and dreams into these relationships. But what we're learning, part of the special sauce of really staying together for the long haul, faithfully together, 
is to have that shared bucket. We don't know what we're going to go through in our lives. You don't know what you're going to go through, the ups and downs of your relationship. You may be really up right now. You may be really down right now. But wherever you are, here's the takeaway for this weekend. Get some time to each list out some hopes and dreams. Share those with each other. And then begin to say, okay, which ones can we make shared hopes and dreams? So we're coming closer and closer together, not apart, right? And in that way, we can live together forever, just faithfully into the coming years. Amen? Take a moment and watch this life story in this song.